Not long ago, we featured a podcast episode about shifting your mindset from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And we thought it'd be helpful to have a guest on who really embraces that mindset of growth. And that is Stephanie Tyson. I've known Steph and we've worked with her over the past several years. I've known her for much longer and she has always been someone who I think it's her superpower to embrace and pursue that growth mindset. Not only that, but I think you're going to learn from her experience and wisdom as you listen today about how she inspires that growth mindset in others. Thanks for listening. We know you'll enjoy. Welcome to the Grounding and Growing Leadership Podcast, where everyone is a leader and leadership starts with you. I'm Tara. And I'm Pamela. Thank you for listening and inviting us along on your leadership journey. Welcome to the podcast today. We are so excited to have my friend and colleague, Stephanie Tyson, joining us today. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. Before we dive in today, I want to just give you all a little insight on our guest today. So Stephanie Tyson started her career in radio as an intern for Leighton Broadcasting in 2004 and has risen through the ranks as an account executive, digital sales manager, general sales manager, VP of sales and marketing, and now chief operating officer, which is a new promotion. Is that right? That's correct. Super excited about that new role. We're excited to hear more about it. You are a graduate of 2014's Rising Through the Ranks class. You're a Mildred Carter Mentorship Program mentee and mentor, and you are recognized and nominated as a finalist for the Radio Wayne General Sales Manager of the Year in 2020. Most recently, Stephanie was also certified as a Rise Leadership Authentic Confidence Coach. She's a champion for growth and empowerment of others within Layton, including encouraging five other Layton employees to become Rising Through the Ranks graduates. You've also developed an internal development and sales education program called Caffeine and Coaching, which I hear about throughout the organization. It has become a a bedrock of the organization, as well as you spearhead and plan professional and personal development training for five different broadcast groups. While leading teams, Stephanie's superpower really is her ability to command a room while inspiring teams to find their strengths and develop their own superpowers. And what you're going to learn as you listen today is she is a grounded leader who embraces a growth mindset and whom I have admired and been inspired for years. Please welcome our friend Stephanie Tyson. So happy to be here. And I loved hearing all of that because as Tara and I were preparing for today, Stephanie, you and I have been probably in different spaces and have a lot of people that we know in common, but I haven't gotten a a chance to work with you on an ongoing basis. And so I'm just so glad that I get this opportunity to learn more and to experience you. And what I just heard from Tara, which makes me really excited, is what? Capping and coaching? Oh, my goodness. That sounds right up my lane. <laughs> but I am guessing that those things have come from your strengths. And so I just want to start us off here by asking if you could tell us about your top five strengths and what right now, Stephanie, is connecting with you the most as far as those top five? Yeah. Thank you so much, Pamela. My top five, I'm a very strong relater, achiever, arranger, developer, and input. And in preparation for this conversation with you today, I was taking a look at my strengths and I really felt them all at work a lot lately. But I think my super combo has been the achiever and the arranger. 
And that being, I'm moving into or moved into a new role. We have some new team members in our C-suite along with me. And we're working on executing year two of a 10-year vision in a very changing industry. And so my ability to work really hard and be dependable, but also pivot and be flexible has been on display. And I'm incredibly thankful for those gifts. I see those all the time. I I think it's not what I think about the most, Stephanie, when I think of you, because I experience you relationally first. And I think that's the way most people experience you is relationally first. And that relator developer, I think, really shines through. You build really deep, meaningful relationships and then also just have a real grace and patience for people who are learning and who are growing, which I think is often missing in the rest of your profile, the rest of your profile is driving and achieving hard, hard driving. You have significance and command, focus and responsibility in addition to that achiever and arranger. And I just really see your developer and relator show up so strong. Are those things that you've intentionally developed over the years? Definitely invested in. Yes, definitely have invested in those. But I believe that those show the most because when I'm spending time with people, I'm very intentional about that time I spend with them because I feel compressed, like many of us do, for time. Mm -hmm. So I think behind the scenes, or I'd like to think that behind the scenes is when that arranger and achiever are probably really on showcase. But then when I'm with others connecting one-to-one and they've given me the gift of their time, I need to focus on them and make the most impact as possible. I guess I'm pleased to to hear you say that's what you display. Those are my softer sides, I think. And I would say they're not soft at all. Because if we can't connect with people, they're not going to stay. And so truly the people that you are growing in all of these different coaching groups, whatever you name them, Stephanie, they're feeling seen and they will engage. And they're also watching you as the leader continue to grow. And that was the thing that I've heard from Tara about you over and over is that you are one of the most growth-minded leaders that she has ever experienced all the way through your career from how you started at Leighton Broadcasting and how she's experienced you now. And I would love to know where that passion comes from and why it is that you're a continual learner all the way along the journey. And maybe start us off with your origin story, Stephanie. That's such a compliment. Thank you. My whole career has been at Leighton Broadcasting, now Leighton Media. But as far as a commitment to continuing education or getting better, it's just something that I've always held within and I've believed in. And sometimes that's made it difficult to pause and celebrate success because I'm always looking for that next step or how to level up and get better. So that's my challenge that I face. But yeah, the career path, Tara already went through it all. But With each one of those career jumps, there was a moment where I had to stop and refocus and kind of recenter on my why. The biggest one being when I first went from being an account executive to leading a team as general sales manager. Stephanie, maybe take us a little bit deeper through that journey. It's not common anymore for someone maybe in the millennial Gen X generations to stay with an organization their entire career. So can you take us a little bit deeper into maybe the evolution of your career? Because I think it's fascinating and I think other people can learn and take something from it. Yeah. The person that first saw the ability 
in me to lead a team with actually our CEO, Robert Layton, Bob Layton, and he believed in me. He saw something in me. So I'm an account executive and I've been with the company for about eight years at this point in time. And Bob has a conversation with me about the next level. And I was really comfortable. I didn't really see a reason why I should change everything. I was just really getting good at that current job. I was making a nice living. My family was taken care of. It seemed like a big disruptor. But he encouraged me to have a conversation with somebody who is still a mentor in my life. Her name is Kay Olin, and she was a member of Rising Through the Ranks. Through this conversation with Kay, I ended up applying for a scholarship for a program called Rising Through the Ranks, and it was in Nashville, Tennessee. And to this day, I, I swear I never saw management course on that application I filled out. I think it was a God thing. I think he blocked those words because he knew if I saw the word manager, I would say no. I got the scholarship and I, Bob's excited. I get on a plane, I go to Nashville, I sit in this room of 25 other women all in broadcast media. And I look at my three ring binder for the week and it says a sales management course. And I almost threw up everywhere. But how did I get here? How did this happen? But I do think it was a God thing because through the course of that next two days, I transformed. I started to believe in myself and my ability to lead as a result of being in this room with 24 other brilliant women who were in our industry talking about challenges that we face in our industry, just being real and authentic. And we had great conversations. And I came back from Nashville and I sat down with Bob and I said, I want to tell you everything about what I learned, okay? And as I told him the story, at one point, I said, I believe I could be a great sales manager. And he had this light bulb go off and he was like, great, me too, let's go. And then it was a refocus for me. It was after that decision was made, I had to find my why. So I did, it was good timing. It was right around the holidays, actually this time of year, exactly in 2014. And I read Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In and I read Simon Sinek's Start With Why. And I crafted my own why statement. And that became my North Star as I transitioned into my role as general sales manager of this awesome group of people in St. Cloud for Layton. And that why statement was, I believe my why is to inspire. And it is to help others reach their greatest potential in both their personal and professional lives. And I truly believe that is how I get the most out of my life. It's what fuels me. It's other people's victories. It's their happiness. It's their achievements. It's their alignment. So yeah, that's a little bit about the story. And then it continues. I'm a works in progress. As are we all. I, I absolutely love your why statement, and I, I can see how many would um, be able to view the path that you have taken and to say, even in your one-to-ones, that started with that one step of moving past what you saw on that notebook and on what that course was to say, there's a reason that I'm here. I want to dig just a little deeper into that because oftentimes it's our own soundtracks that diminish us from whatever that next step is. So what was the movement? What was the soundtrack? What was the shift, the pivot that helped you to be able to truly embrace after maybe you swallowed a little bit? And I was curious, what about management makes you want to throw up? If you can add that, that into the answer. 
Yeah. So the part that made me want to throw up about management is my success was largely measured based on the performance of others. Mm. That terrified me because I believed in my power to work as hard as I needed to work to get it done. But the thought of a large part of my income and the success of the company being dependent on others versus the work that I could do, I had that. I was very fearful of that. To your question, Pamela, the soundtrack, that actually stuck with me for a while. And I would say that soundtrack really came into light in that next promotion. So I was a successful general sales manager for eight years. And by success, the hiring and development of people, development of programs that we still use to this day, hitting goals, all of those things. But then I was promoted to VP of sales. And when that happened is when what I call imposter syndrome and some of these soundtracks that I had been carrying with me really came to light for me. And I knew I had some more work to do on me. And that negative soundtrack I had was that my success was an accident, that I was just here. I was that person that in turn that never left. Because as you said, Tara, it is rare to stay in the same industry. So I'd be interviewing account executives to bring them onto our St. Cloud team or employees in general, and they would talk about all this job experience they had. And I found myself going, man, am I missing something? Not going somewhere else. So I would live vicariously a little bit through their stories, but it was a soundtrack that was there. Do I need to leave? Should I go somewhere else? Am I getting these promotions because I just won't go away? And none of that is true. And I know that is not true, but it was a soundtrack. So how did you end up shifting that? Through help of other people. So I think the the biggest thing is recognizing that you have uh, a negative soundtrack. That's the biggest thing. We have to just recognize that we're not perfect, that we're works in progress, that we don't have all of the answers. And that's really hard to do. But I've been blessed with opportunities of continuing education throughout my career at Leighton. And that is just one of our core values at Leighton. It's continuing education. So because I was doing a lot of that work for our company, I was having a lot of interactions with some amazing people. So Tara, you are one of them. And uh, we've known each other a long time as you spoke, but spoke to earlier, but It wasn't necessarily in the realm that we have right now where I have you as a coach for our organization, but we didn't start there. And so it was Michelle Pape. I was Mm -hmm. a part of one of her groups and I learned a lot through Michelle's EPG group. I would go to Michelle's leadership lunches and I heard from amazing people like yourself and Kathy Wolf and many other people who you've had as guests on this podcast. But I also uh, leaned into a formula or a system called Authentic Confidence and with Ben Fowski. And he is Authentic Confidence is a book. And so I took this assessment and found out where I was on the spectrum. And in the end, all this work starts to tie together. So I made a lot of correlations between Tim Spiker's inwardly sound leadership philosophy and being it's who you are versus more what you do. And that connected a lot in my brain to authentic confidence. Uh, So yeah, all of that together, it's a big melting pot. Stephanie, you talked about imposter syndrome. And first of all, I just, I love that you are someone who integrates learning from many areas and continues to knit it together. I look at you as weaving like a leadership piece of art (laughs) together of taking all these different pieces and figuring out how they fit for you. 
imposter syndrome is something that a lot of people struggle with. And I don't think if you would allow me to say, I don't think it's something people would think you have ever struggled with. You have a confidence, uh, a presence of confidence. Most people find you to be a confident, grounded person and leader. In that imposter syndrome and working through that for yourself and bringing in all of this learning, that shift that happened for you, can you tell us what did you decide or how did that mindset shift click? Thank you. Uh, first of all, I really appreciate that compliment about being able to knit like a, a leadership blanket or whatever it was that you called it. That sounds awesome. But they always say on the airplane, put your mask on first before you help others. Mm. And that was in my head. As I continued to level up in this organization, the more responsibility I felt to be very inwardly sound. The higher up you go, the more visible you are, the more impact your decisions make uh, or have, excuse me, on the organization. And so I went, I need to be really solid in order to show up every day and do this work. And so that was a big part of it, just knowing that I needed to walk the walk. I believe in authenticity and I couldn't expect others to continue to work on themselves if I wasn't going to work on myself. I also believe in transparency. And as I'm being today with your audience and you sharing that I've suffered from imposter syndrome and that I am a works in progress and that you have to continue, I believe you have to continually invest in yourself. You have to recognize your seasons of life, career changes, and different things that impact who we are and how we show up. And I'm guessing, Stephanie, that because you have taken that journey, that there is that connection with the the people that you're coaching to be able to grow in their leadership, that it becomes, I don't know if easier is the word, but more quickly, you're able to see into their soundtracks into the spaces where holistically, because we come as a whole leader, you could even ask some questions though that don't necessarily have to do with perhaps a task that they're trying to learn, but really who they're becoming. Because it sounds like this whole becoming journey for you is very holistic. So how is that transferred over then in being able to um, invite people in that you are coaching? Yeah, great question. I believe a lot of it is accomplished through sharing stories, through sharing my story and sharing what I'm doing, but it's also in just providing opportunities and access. And that is what I've done with Align and with Tara and bringing her to our team and giving us a common language or a common foundation to speak on. Uh, the other piece that maybe uh, some of your listeners know, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that they don't, is that media, specifically broadcasting, can be a very male-dominated industry. And I am one of few females on the leadership team and the only leadership female in the leadership C-suite. And that provides me an awesome opportunity, but it also comes with a lot of shifting of mindsets and change amongst what's always been. Mm -hmm. And through Coach Tira and talking about strengths, now myself and my leaders, my market leaders, we all have a shared language. We all talk about strengths. We have a place that we can bring things to the table. So I think it's cultivating the environment, helping people feel safe, giving them some shared language so nobody has to show up and feel dumb. That's all been really instrumental in it. Yeah, that place of safety. I want to go back to who offered that to you in the beginning. 
for the first time that now continues to carry over as you offer that for other people? That is a great question. And I have to reflect on that. I, yeah, I've done a lot of joking in my household, in my family. And when I say that right now, my household is my husband and my two children and I, but he'll be like, where did you come from? My husband will say, where did you come from? Because I'm very different from my sister and different from my parents, yet the same. I believe it is the hunger for learning uh, that has led me down the path to invest in myself and invest in my team members. But it's also, I have had the blessing of having people believe in me and encourage me. I've surrounded myself with good people, some positive mentors in my life and leaned into opportunities to, to grow from them and learn from them. I do always give credit to Bob Layton for being that first person that really saw that leadership opportunity in me. I believe I possessed it, but he brought it out through that mentorship. However, somehow, however God made me in the fabric of my DNA was something that said, I'm supposed to do this. Mm. Stephanie, what would what advice would you give to someone who's maybe listening who maybe can't identify a mentor in their life or aren't sure how to go about getting a mentor, or maybe even being a mentor, any advice from your experience that might be helpful? I think just leaning in and doing something. You have to do something um, before you're going to find your way. Just as there are books written on leadership by several different authors, and some appeal to you and some may not, um, I think that most of the time on the other side of even that bad book, if we found that one thing that we can take away, we have to come better. And so I think it's just making that conscious decision to do something, especially, I believe it is your obligation if you are in leadership or if you are leading a team, uh, because strong teams are built on inwardly sound leaders. And it is your obligation as a leader in life or organization or whatever role it is to be the best that you can be and show up the best that you can for others. And there are a lot of different ways to go about that. Continuing education is one. As far as finding a mentor, I think that the best thing that you could do is go out there and be in the room and look at the people that pique your interest. Get the people that when they speak, you go, I like what they say. I want to know more about that person. So maybe being curious, getting out there, putting yourself out there and being curious. And then don't be afraid to say, hey, can we grab a cup of coffee or grab lunch? I, I have a couple questions for you or I admire you or I respect you. And I, I have a couple questions for you. I think more often than not, people would be delighted to hear that from an individual versus say, oh, no, thank you. I'm going to pass. Yeah, my experience is the same. If you can get in front of them and ask them for a little bit of time, most people are happy to give it, I find. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. As we wrap up this section of the podcast, this episode of the podcast with you, Stephanie, there's going to be a part two because we haven't even talked about how you've developed people and some of the success stories. And we want to really dive in there. But I, I think maybe ending on Stephanie, there are, we've mentioned this a few times, not a lot of people stay. A lot of people believe, and there is a belief, and we see it playing out in our culture that you have to leave in order to grow. You have to leave and get other experience in order to grow. So if someone's in an organization and they don't necessarily see a clear path forward or they're not sure if they have to leave in order to, to make progress, yeah, what advice would you have for them in 
maybe it's the same as the mentorship, but maybe it's different. I think the best thing that you can do is define what success is for you as a person and get really clear on that. Because what success is for you as an individual might be the same as success for the organization, or it might be different. But you have to know what success is. You must define your success, whether that be a title, whether it be a certain amount of pay, whether that be a certain amount of flexibility and vacation time, whether it be a structured eight-hour day or a very flexible work week. Define what success is. And then talk with your supervisor and find out what success is for them and for that organization and find out if there's alignment or misalignment. That would be my first, my, my best advice forward because sometimes it's a beautiful time to change if you're not in alignment. And then you might find also that you are or you might get to shape or create a future. What a huge opportunity and a great perspective and a way to see that. And, and I love that you offer options for both to say like success can look like what our company has defined or our business has defined as success. Oftentimes in that space, we just see what other people are doing. And when we don't define it, we want to jump or we want to run. But I love that you said that you um, take the time to pause and define what that is. So I can't wait to talk more in part two with Stephanie about what developing leaders looks like. And I'm going to tease us out just a little bit because I'm going to come back to a middle of your story where your husband said, who are you? (laughs) I'm going to tease us out to say, now that you're going to be in a new role, who are you becoming and who are you helping others become? as you develop others and how can you encourage our listeners in part two for that. So we want to thank you for being with us here today on the Grounding and Growing Leadership podcast. Thank you, Stephanie, for being a guest in part one. I can't wait for our conversation in part two. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear if you have a speaking topic that you would like us to cover and your thoughts from today. We will have all of the notes in our show notes and even some links that have been talked about here. So we look forward to seeing you on part two. Come on.